Hello, it's January 2022. I'm your host, Jeff Lawrence, and you are very welcome to the Green Sheep Podcast, the audio version of the Lim Village newsletter. Well, I hope you had the best Christmas you were able to in the current climate. It's January 2022. Where on earth did 2021 go? It's dark and murky outside and we are heading for the depths of winter. So, with the dim and distant memory of rock-hard Brussels sprouts, pigs in blankets, cold turkey and stuffing sandwiches, and only the toffee pennies left in the Quality Street tin, I invite you to sit back and enjoy this month's Green Sheet podcast. So... What do we have for you this time? Well, as always, our regular contributors with the garden tips, history of Lim and the airfield. We have some home security advice for the dark evenings and, of course, updates from the Parish Council and lots more. Before we get started this month, I'd like to tell you how you can contact us. It's really important to hear your views, not just about the podcast, but on any subject affecting the village or the surrounding areas. So please do use the exclusive email address, which is linked to this podcast, which is greensheetpodcast at gmail.com. That's greensheetpodcast at gmail.com. That's all in lowercase letters, no dots, no dashes. Or if you are very brave, you can send us a voice message, which you can access using the link in the podcast description. Or if you happen to be listening on the Anchor FM podcast platform, which is what we use to produce this podcast, there is a button you can press to send a message. And who knows, you could be heard loud and proud on a future podcast. As always, I must add that although this podcast is Fallen in Village, Any comments I make are not necessarily the views of the Parish Council and are my own. Any decisions made by the Parish Council are contained in their minutes, which can be viewed at www.lim.net. That is www.lim.net. Right, without further ado, let's get on with this month's podcast. This month we are going to start with an update from the Lim Plainfield Development Committee and uh, this has been written by Councillor Mike Bohr who is leading the team. So the article goes as follows. The Plainfield 400 metre track is now complete and ready for all of you wishing to run, jog, walk or stagger off the results of the Christmas and New Year's excesses. You will have noticed that although there is an access path onto the track from the village hall side, there is no link to the gap in the fence on the church castle side. This was proposed, but this gap is actually unofficial and only left open as a goodwill gesture by the castle owners. A link path would have suggested an absolute right to use at any time, which is not the case. The large pile of surplus spoil close to the fence opening will be left to settle over the winter and will be formed, a local resident has kindly promised to carry out part of this work and supply a digger, into a bicycle pump track, which will be approximately 75 metres long. This will be designed primarily for the use by kids and teenagers and the development committee are keen that users will have an input into the actual design and the layout of the track. So please give us your comments via the LIM website or other local streams or you can, of course, contact the podcast. The area between the bench on the west side around the birch trees and up to the opening in the fence is to be planted up as a wildflower meadow and hedgerow with further hedgerow planting along the east side and the northeast corner. The Kent Wildlife Trust and the Bumblebee Conservation Group are providing advice regarding the most appropriate plants and planting programme and we are setting up a group specifically to oversee and organise this part of the development. 
The ground cut up in the area of the birch trees during the track construction works has been left rough as these are the best conditions to allow wildflowers to flourish. The Bumblebee Conservation Group have already seeded this area, free of charge, with a plant called Yellow Rattle, which needs cold weather to germinate its seeds and it, it is a good first planting for the preparation of a meadow. We are proposing to start the work soon on the sensory garden, trees and plants that provide feel, smell and noise sensations which will be accessible to all and this will include raising planting beds which will be available to all local residents including children for planting up appropriate plants including vegetables and salads. This area will be to the left of the old hall as you look south. The pump track, wild meadow and sensory garden are low cost projects and as a lot of the work on the track was completed by a team of volunteers, the project came in under budget, so the surplus money will be added to the ring fence funds already generously donated for play equipment. We are currently looking into what play equipment can be purchased and installed in the spring using these funds, the preferred option at the moment being a double stainless steel slide on the large mound in the corner. Now the infrastructure is in place, fundraising for and procurement of play equipment will be the main focus of the development going forward. In previous podcasts and also in previous newsletters, we have made mention of a community path project. The community path we were hoping was going to run between Castle Street and Berwick Lane through a piece of woodland which is owned by the KCC. There have been some developments and there is an article on the front page of the newsletter and it goes as follows. A site meeting has taken place with the Parish Council KCC Councillor Weatherhead and KCC Highways Engineer to look at the proposal for a footpath through some KCC-owned woodland between Castle Road and the Shetway Cross to link with Berwick Lane. The idea is to provide a long-awaited and often requested pathway along what has become a very busy road over the years. The route through the wooded area was shown to the KCC who after reviewing the area considered that it would be easier to design and cost a footpath that ran along the roadside rather than meandering through the trees. The next step is for the project to be designed and then costed. It is unlikely that the County Council will pay for this path so other funding streams will need to be identified. Once the plans have been drawn up this will be further considered by the Council to see if the project can be progressed. If you have any comments, please contact the clerk at limpc at outlook.com. Our next uh, article is entitled Green Fingers on the Horizon. Well, what is this all about? Well, Lim Parish Council have received further inquiries regarding the provision of allotments in the parish. The Small Holdings and Allotments Act 1908 requires six electors to make a written representation to the council, which then means the authority must provide them. This procedure is rarely invoked and non-statutory representations are accepted. The council are therefore attempting to identify an area of land where allotments could be provided. Lim Parish Council owns very little land of their own and so have to identify land which could be used for this purpose. So the identified land would need to be either purchased or rented to be hired out to individuals to use as allotment gardens and this is where you come in firstly if you are interested in having an allotment contact the parish clerk in writing emails are acceptable and secondly do you know or do you own any land which you would be willing to rent or sell to the parish council which would meet which would be suitable for this purpose in the meantime the parish council will keep looking
Well, moving on, we are going back to a subject which has been mentioned a few times in uh, previous newsletters and also in the previous podcasts. And this is regarding the health and well-being project, which the parish council are keen to uh, proceed with in 2022. And the title of the article is, Is There Anybody Out There? As mentioned in last month's edition, the parish council theme for 2022 is the health and well-being of our residents. In order to start the ball rolling, we need to compile a list of all of the community groups, services and potentially individuals who are involved in the village and surrounding areas who provide help, support, friendship and professional services, for example, counselling, befriending services or mental health support. Our aim is to firstly identify what is available and put together a system to signpost people to the most suitable help, but also, and probably most importantly, to identify where there is a gap in what could be provided. Sometimes it's the most obvious things that get missed. For example, do you struggle to complete forms? Do you know how to access online services? Do you know how to eat healthily? So the Parish Council want to know. Please contact the clerk using any of the methods that are explained in the newsletter and also for the podcast, as you can't see the newsletter, that means sending an email to Lim Parish Council. And you can do that by emailing limpc at outlook.com. You can also write to the parish clerk at 29 Honeywood Close Lim CT21 4JS. And also you can reply to this podcast, as we've mentioned before, and that is the green sheet podcast at gmail.com. We have been contacted by Frida, who lives in Harmon Avenue, and she wanted to wish all her friends and neighbours a huge thank you. Uh, for their kind wishes, gifts and flowers during her illness at present. She's overwhelmed by all the kindness that has been shown to her. And she would just like to say thank you to everybody who has helped her over this troubled time. Next, we have an article from our lovely friends at Kent Police, and they are advising Kent residents to check home security to prevent burglary, and they send the following information. With the darker evenings in full swing, Kent residents are being urged to ensure their homes are as secure as possible to deter thieves. Since 2019, Kent Police has had a dedicated team of officers and detectives who focus heavily on catching burglars and putting them before the courts. Investigations carried out by the Chief Constable's Crime Squad have led to offenders being jailed for a total of 1,132 years. They have also made 774 arrests and secured 2,233 charges. Reports of burglary across the county are also down by 25% compared with 2020. Despite the reduction in Kent burglaries, the winter months do tend to see a spike in reported incidents. The extra hours of darkness, combined with residents being out enjoying festive events, can give thieves the time they need to break into homes and steal valuable items. Officers at Kent Police recognise this trend and every year between November and January take the opportunity to remind people of the ways in which they can improve on their home security and offer advice online and via social media to help prevent as many burglaries as possible. The public are also urged to be vigilant and report anything suspicious straight away. Homeowners are being encouraged not to keep valuables on display in their homes near windows and to ensure that any packaging is not left outside which is inviting for thieves. 
Homeowners are also advised to make sure windows, side gates and garages are securely locked and burglar alarms are on. You should also consider marking valuables to assist with identification if stolen. Superintendent Pete Steinhouse said burglary has an incredibly emotive impact on victims of crime and we recognise the significant distress it causes. While some burglars are part of organised groups, many are just opportunists and we want to remind people to think about ways to make it harder for them to steal. Let's work together to limit their chances and continue to identify those who do commit these terrible crimes. Make sure your house isn't the only one in the street left in darkness. Use timers for internal lighting and arrange for people to visit the property while you are away. These are good ways of making it look like your property is not empty. If possible, arrange for people to collect mail while you're away and put bins away so they can't be climbed upon. Also be careful what you post online and on social media regarding valuables and your movements. Any suspicious behaviour should always be reported via the Kent Police website or call 101 if you do not have access to the internet. In the event of an emergency or if a crime is in progress, always call 999. Now, you can get more advice from the Kent Police website and specifically if you look at the website and search for Kent Against Burglary, then you will be given uh, as much information as you can to make your home safe and look after your valuables. The next part of the podcast is the very popular events in the village and also some updates on some events that have taken place within the village. Now, I'm going to start this month uh, regarding the carols at the castle. Now, you may remember me mentioning this in the last podcast and to uh, encourage people to uh, wrap up warm. Well, I actually attended this myself and it was absolutely freezing, but it was wonderful and the Salvation Army Band and the Saltwood Hand Bell Ringers did not disappoint one of the largest crowds that I've seen at the annual carol concert. And this was held at the Lim Castle in December. A great selection of carols accompanied by the expected terrible jokes from the band leader warmed the hearts of those attending in the freezing conditions. The return of the concert was well received after being cancelled last year due to COVID. And uh, I'm sure we are all looking forward to uh, next December's uh, carol concert. Happy New Year from the Village Hall. Thank you to everyone who supported our Christmas fair at the end of November. We are very pleased to report that you helped us raise almost £1,100 for the Village Hall. That is an excellent total, isn't it? It was very busy and we received some lovely comments from storeholders. The Village Cake Makers did themselves proud. With help from the WI, you raised just under £300 and needed an extra table for all those delicious donations. We also hope that you enjoyed the beautiful Christmas tree donated by Port Lim that added a very festive sparkle to the halls. It was lovely to see the children's decorations that were added to. The donations will be passed on to Port Lim this month. We have another entry this month in the newsletter from the Village Hall Committee and they are looking for a treasurer to join the team of volunteers. Now this is a voluntary position. It involves paying invoices, reconciling bank accounts, producing income and expenditure reports and handling cash at fundraising events. Experience with Excel is essential and involves just a few hours per month. If you think you could help or if you have any questions, please contact chair at limvillagehall.co.uk. That's chair at limvillagehall.co.uk. They also mentioned that if you wish to uh, to hire the hall, you need to check out the 
website, which is www.limvillagehall.co.uk or contact hall manager at limvillagehall.co.uk or you can telephone, or oh, lots of ways to contact, you can telephone 07497 370290. That's 07497 370290. Probably best just to check on their website. Again, I'll give you that email address, which is www.limvillagehall.co.uk. We have been contacted by the organisers of the Lim Youth Club. They were due to start the Youth Club again this month, January, uh, but unfortunately due to illness and concerns over the uh, uh, the Omicron virus, which is sweeping the country, they are going to postpone starting the Youth Club until the February half-term. If you keep an eye out on the Village Notice Boards and the Lim Newsletter and also this podcast, we will give you information as soon as we have it the lim village hall film club is back for 2022 and they show films every fourth tuesday of the month not including december make a date in your diary for this popular village event all profits go to the village hall fund now uh, the show will start at 7 15 or the doors will open at 7 15 and the film will start at 7 30 it's free membership there's an entrance fee of five pounds and that includes refreshment and a lucky draw ticket now the next film will be shown on tuesday the 25th of january and the films that are showing are the hound of the baskervilles and this is the 1939 classic starring basil rathbone as sherlock holmes and they will also be showing the plank which stars Eric Sykes and Tommy Cooper in a riotous short comedy in the silent film tradition. Uh, So as I say, that is going to be on the 25th of January. Uh, February, they are advertising that the film Fisherman's Friends will be uh, shown. Uh, Just a little note, they reserve the right to show a substitute film should the need arise or to refuse admission. Children under 16 must be accompanied by an adult and ID will be requested. The Lim Fellowship are looking forward to welcoming Andrew Ashton to the meeting on the 13th of January, restrictions allowing, of course, with an interesting talk on the subject of Rubens with jokes. This will be followed by refreshments and time to socialise and catch up with old friends and new. Lim Fellowship normally meets in the afternoon on the second Thursday of the month with a programme of interesting activities and informative talks and activities. If you want any further information about the Lim Fellowship, you can contact Jill Page on 01303263756. That's 01303263756. You are listening to the Green Sheep Podcast, broadcast from Lim in the County of Kent. Get involved. Send us an email at greensheeppodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail using the link below and become a star in a future episode. But most importantly, tell your friends about the Green Sheep Podcast. Lim Short Mat Bowls Club are advertising again for new members. They report as follows that the Lim Short Mat Bowls Club meets every Monday and Thursday from 7 to 9.30pm September to May. It's a small friendly club and they currently have vacancies for new members. So you can come along, try your hand at an enjoyable and skillful game. Now the first three weeks are free. 
There's no need to buy any bowls as the club has a selection which can be used until you have decided whether you're going to enjoy the game. All you need is a pair of carpet slippers or smooth-soled flat shoes. The annual subscription is £25 and the green fees are £2 per evening. So come along and you will be made most welcome. Now, if you want any further details on that, you can contact the secretary on 07484 377 139. That's 07484 377 139. Or you can email j.groom789 at btinternet.com. That is j.groom789 at btinternet.com. As always, later on in the podcast, we will have a message from the Reverend Barry. But in the meantime, here are the church services for January at St. Stephen's Church. All the services are at 11am, unless otherwise stated. So um, on the 2nd of January, it was the Parish Communion. On the 9th of January, it is Family Christingle Service with Steve's Club. And on the 16th, Morning Worship. 23rd, it's the Parish Communion, and on the 30th, it's the Benefice Communion at Saltwood Church at 10am. That's 10am rather than 11am. Well, that's the messages and events for this month. Uh, As always, if you have anything that you wish to advertise that's taking place within the village or the surrounding areas, please get in touch. And you can do that uh, using our email address, which is greensheetpodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a message through the Anchor FM website or send a voicemail to us and you may be able to be heard on a future podcast. But we would be more than happy to advertise any events or community groups that work or serve the uh, parish. So please get in touch. The next section of the podcast is from our regular contributors to the newsletter and now the podcast. Um, We are always very grateful to the Lim Airfield History Society, studying history and archaeology in Lim, and of course the Kent Gardener. We'll start this month with the article from the Studying History and Archaeology in Lim, also known as Shall for short. It starts as follows. Happy New Year to all our members and to residents of Lim. Having decided to cancel our Christmas party in December because we felt that with the increasing numbers of the new COVID-19 strain, we should not hold this event. We hope to be able to meet in the Harry Marjorie Hall on Tuesday the 18th of January at 7.30pm for our third annual Memories of Lim session. This year, we are examining 18th century tithe maps and field boundaries together with displaying another selection of the Millennium Exhibition Boards produced by Carol Edwards, as well as new pictures from Brian Oxley and photos from Fiona Jarvis and John Simpson. If you have particular memories of Lim in the past, please come along and share them with us. Whether you are a member or a non-member, you are welcome to join us. For the meeting on Tuesday the 15th of February, our own metal detectors, Simon Reed and Andy Firefield, will show and discuss their finds from recent activities in Lim. Now, if you want any information on Shall and its activities, you can contact Rosemary Stutchbury on 01303 266 That is 01303 266 or email her at rosemary at I'll say that again. It's Rosemary, that's R-O-S-E-M-A-R-Y, at stutchbury.myzen.co.uk. I think I better spell the rest of that email address for you. So uh, it is, Stutchbury is S-T-U-T-C-H-B-U-R-Y 
dot m-y-z-e-n dot co dot uk we now have a report from the lim airfield history society and the report goes as follows the january the 4th presentation by david goldsmith on wing commander hugh kennard dfc a name well known at lim from the 1940s to the 1960s will have probably taken place by the time you hear this we will review this presentation in the february issue the February issue will also preview the March presentation by John Simpson on the life of interwar record-breaking aviatrix Jean Batten, no stranger to Lim Airfield. The, this month's tale tells the story of a chain of events leading to a catastrophic crash while trying to land at Lim. Now, before I read this to you uh, on the podcast, I will say that there are lots of French words, so Please forgive me for my pronunciation before I start, just in case there are any experts out there. Um, however, please let us know via our uh, website, uh, via our email address, uh, just to tell me how bad I am at pronouncing French words. Anyway, this month's tale is the 1947 BOAC Dakota crash, and this is written by John Simpson. On the 11th of January 1947, BOAC Dakota G-AGJX left what is now Heathrow Airport on a scheduled flight to West Africa via Bordeaux in France. At the point of landing at Bordeaux, an RAF Avro York on three engines instead of four was given priority to the land. The Dakota was told to fly a circuit and then follow the York into land. The York, however, had to backtrack up the runway to its parking slot as the perimeter track was unserviceable. The pilot of the Dakota, I.R. Jalen, decided the visibility was below minimum acceptable conditions and decided to divert to Toulouse. But still unhappy with the weather report, he set a course to return to England. The course was then changed to head for Paris-Le Bourget Airport, as the fuel level was deemed to be too low for comfort, so he asked for priority to land there. A thunderstorm at Le Bourget led them to being told to land at Comilles. Instead, an incoming de Havilland Dragon Rapide from Basile short of fuel, was then taking priority at Camille's, from where only one aircraft at a time could be handled by the radio. So in the confusion, the Dakota set a new course for England. RAF Manston, with its anti-fog dispersal facilities, FIDO, was where he was told to head by traffic control in England. But radio problems meant the captain had to tell Lim that he only had an estimate of 25 minutes of fuel remaining, so he would make for this airport. An SOS was made, which led to the Deal, Dungeness and Ramsgate lifeboats being called out. Later, another SOS was made, which was abruptly curtailed as the aircraft trailing aerial hit the ground and broke off in two miles before the airplane impacted the ground on approach to Lim. The Dakota crashed into Barley Hall, Hammond's farm, stouting. It struck the ground at a shallow angle, bounced for 50 yards and crashed into trees. Mercifully, there was no fire because of the empty fuel tanks, the damage was considerable. Two crew and three passengers were killed, with two more crew and another passenger succumbing to their injuries over the next three days. The pilot was among the lost crew. The others were First Officer B.J. Ward, Navigator D. Lowe, Radio Operator R.D. Sanford, and passengers J.T. Murphy, R.S. Mallinson, M. Pauls and S. Harvlick. There were eight survivors one of whom was a crew member. The injured were taken to Willsborough Hospital by ambulances from Ashford, Canterbury, Folksburn and Hythe. The inquest was found 
the three of the four operational crew members were unfamiliar with the London-Bordeaux route, which led to much confusion and catastrophic errors being made. The aircraft was fully serviceable and in its five years of life had served in the USA Air Force and the RAF in World War II. For more information about the Lim Airfield History Society, please contact John Simpson on 01303 265078 or email johnsimpson43 at btinternet.com. Next, we have the article from the Kent Gardener. I always look forward to this. And one day, I think I will have to get into the garden and actually put some of the advice into practice. Anyway, it goes as follows. Now that Christmas festivities are over, it's back to reality. The Christmas tree needs attention. Potted ones can go outside to be repotted in the spring and used next year. Cut ones should be recycled with the green waste, so check on local media. When it is sunny or mild, open up the greenhouse to reduce fungus infection, but remember to close it before it gets dark. Take a stroll and look around for anything which may need retying or for supports that need refirming in. Brush away little piles of leaves which gather around or over perennials and emerging shoots to prevent rotting. Cut away the leaves of hellebores to show off the coming flowers and bin any with black spots to avoid spreading disease. If you didn't get around to washing plant pots and trays in the autumn like me, now it's the time before they are needed in the coming months. Keep the bird feeders and water clean and topped up. The birds in my garden are always hungry. After all this, it will be time to retire indoors and reward yourselves with a warm drink and a biscuit and settle down to more exciting tasks of looking at seed catalogues for the New Year's gardening projects. Happy New Year and happy gardening. We are going to finish this month with the message from the Reverend Barry and it goes as follows. Christmas was both a blessing and a curse this time round. We were blessed with far more freedom than Christmas 2020. Many were able to attend events and enjoy gathering even though still restricted. The difficulty I found this time was the anxiousness of not knowing. As we pushed on with our plans, regularly reviewing our precautions, it was impossible to predict what people would choose to do and if they would want to attend the events at all. Added to this was the fluidness of the restrictions. Christmas 2020 was very clear for most people. This time things seemed a little vague and people had to make their own minds up as to what was best for them and their loved ones to do. Life is like that. And we must often make decisions whilst faced with too much choice. We live in a time when there is more information readily available than at any other time in history. The danger is that we take things as read and at times take things from unreliable sources. Over the history of the last 2000 years, many have translated and interpreted what the Bible is telling us. Not everyone can be right and those who are right can easily misuse that God-given information. We must make the effort to determine our own informed decisions. The Bible is often referred to as the living word. This is because it talks to us in the moment in the very situation we are in. If we read a passage and appreciate what it is saying the next time we read the same passage, it may well tell us something else or deeper to what we learned before. This is what makes the Bible unique and powerful for it holds the answer to all our challenges in life. If we take the time not only to read the Bible, but also pray and allow God to inform our thinking, we learn much more. It is a matter of discipline, taking the time to regularly read the Bible and praying. On the Saturday, the 26th of February, we have a workshop in the Lads Club in Saltwood, where leaders from the Living Well, the Diocese Wellbeing Centre, are coming to give us all help and guidance in improving our spiritual health. All are welcome and more information will be shared throughout this month. 
If this doesn't sound like your sort of thing, then can I suggest you make an extra effort to attend? Our spiritual health as individuals and as a church is critical to be benefiting from all God has for us. And from Psalm 16, 20, whoever gives thought to the word will discover good and blessed are they who trust in the Lord. And that's the message from Reverend Barry. Well, that's it. The end of the podcast for January 2022. I hope you enjoyed listening to what is going on in our wonderful parish. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Tell us about an event or group you run in the village so that we can let as many people know as possible. You can contact us as always at the greensheetpodcast at gmail.com or why not try leaving a voice message using the link below. Well, until next time, this has been the Greensheet Podcast with me, Jeff Lawrence. Right, looking at that weather outside, I'd better go and find my wellies and raincoat before I go and check my greenhouse, as suggested in this month's podcast by the Kent Gardener. Until next time, goodbye.